Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williams, and I appreciate you stopping by for a short visit. How you been? Uh, listen, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this, if you're watching it on YouTube, just do me a quick favor. Hit the subscribe button. I really appreciate it. It goes a long way in helping me kind of move up the ranks and, uh, and get some better exposure and manipulate that algorithm that everyone talks about. That mythical, mystical algorithm. So do me a quick favor, do that. I appreciate it. Um, got a good show. Got a good, does anyone ever start one of these things and says, "Hey, we have a bad show today"? Oh boy, is it shit! <laughs> I got nothing for you today. But no, I got, I got good stuff for you. We're gonna talk about the Canadian election. Uh, that'll be fun. We got some uh, Tracy Morgan. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger news. See if you can kind of put that together in your head as to what that's about. Uh, got some Jeff Bridges, the dude. He's got some news for us. Uh, lots of fun stuff to talk about. So welcome and let's start the show. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. I like the new theme song. I know it's not as uh, flashy as my last one, but this one doesn't get flagged on YouTube with copyright infringement. So, it took me a long time to find something that wasn't getting flagged, but I found one. Alright. Hot topics this week. Two big ones. Uh, Canadian election coming up. On uh, Monday, it's Friday as of this recording, the polls show it's very much a uh, liberal-conservative race, and I think I think the thing that's uh, becoming the real wild card in this area is the PPC party. Now, for those of you who don't know what the PPC party is, that's amazing. I wish I didn't know what they were either. Um, they are... They are the American equivalent of those red hats. I, I saw, uh, I saw it written somewhere that the purple shirt is the Canadian equivalent of the red hat. And damn, if it's not hard to argue with that, uh, that is that is a an apt description. So, for my American listeners, uh, in the Canadian spectrum, we have uh, really five political parties that are prominent maybe six depending on what you count but we'll try to keep it simple on the far right you have the PPC on the far left you have the NDP maybe the Green Party but no one really cares about the Green Party moving inwards closer to the center right of center is our conservatives. Left of center is our liberals. And previous elections, what's always been the concern is the NDP kind of stealing votes from the Liberal Party and reducing their numbers. Because I think a lot of people would like to vote for NDP. Um, but they also don't want the conservatives to get in. 
So they they funneled their vote to the Liberal Party just to be safe. And because there wasn't really a viable, extreme version of the Conservative Party, that was always a possibility. But now, the PPC Party, the Purple Party, uh, is starting to siphon votes from the Conservatives. So now you have two extremes siphoning from the more middle-based, and it's actually going to be stronger, I think, than what the Conservatives were expecting. By not being extreme enough, they're losing the white supremacy. And, uh, I mean, that's awesome. That's something I would want to distance myself from. But, their votes. So, what's the Conservative Party to do? Do they indulge that fan base? Or, do they distance themselves and potentially create a really strong third party in Canada? Because right now, the PPC is probably the fourth party. But it would not surprise me to see them move into a third position and head Canada in a direction of what our American uh, brothers and sisters are in, which is the extreme right, the extreme left, nothing in between. It's interesting. And look, we'll know more on Monday. Um, There's going to be a hell of a lot more mail-in ballots because of COVID. Um, And we're going to have people say they don't trust the ballots and we'll probably have a whole bunch of the kind of American rhetoric bleed into our system. But uh, I'm still expecting, honestly, just another liberal minority government. And uh, that means it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. If the liberal government can't secure the majority, there was no point to this whole thing because they called the election three years before they had to in hopes that there was enough anti-conservative movement to move the needle and actually secure the majority vote. I don't I don't think they've done enough. I don't think the country's in good enough shape to maybe even warrant a majority government to the Liberal Party. So give them another minority let the systems, the checks and balances take place, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I got a feeling this whole thing was for nothing. Speaking of nothing and the waste of everyone's time, and I'm going to be super brief on this one. Could you not fucking protest at a hospital? That's it. That's it. Just stop protesting at hospitals. What type of cretin decides they're going to go protest a hospital? What what type of individual decides? Let's go to Dollarama. Let's make some signs. And let's go march outside of a hospital these motherfuckers should not be allowed 
healthcare. They shouldn't. They, they should not be allowed the same privileges as the rest of us. You want a two-tier system? We'll give it to you. Our system is not perfect. There's a lot of flaws. But it's free. If you decide you want to have children, you don't have to take into consideration whether or not the simple act of giving birth is going to bankrupt your family. If you accidentally get your spouse pregnant or your girlfriend or whatever, you don't have to have a cost decision associated with that birth. Yeah, you can have other financial assists, but the actual cost of the labor isn't something you'll have to consider. You don't have to consider aborting that birth because you can't afford to give birth. If you get COVID-19, the people in there are going to protect you and do their damnedest to keep you alive. You have the nerve to stand outside and protest. I just... You know, maybe we do need a dictator in this country. But like, the whole idea of a liberal dictatorship, I know is completely backwards. It doesn't make sense, but damn it if it doesn't sound like a half-decent idea, right? Just like a liberal with a mean streak. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I also know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. So all these morons who've been protesting and blocking traffic and stopping people from getting to work and harassing them while they eat dinner uh, and are talking about segregation and the two-tier system and Nazis and Hitler and gold star comparisons. If we could just segregate them, but like formally, not informally. They, they say it's happening, so let's just make it happen. Vax school, unvaxed school. Vaxed healthcare system, unvaxed healthcare system. Vaxed restaurants, unvaxed restaurants. Maybe we haven't gone far enough with this idea. But it's something worth exploring. If only there was an election going on where we could get our ideas heard and maybe someone implement some of these ideas. But they're too radical. They're, they're too radical. People won't buy into that shit, but we should consider it. If you decide you're going to run for public office and use my platform, let me know. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time for that shit. Uh, but if you're going to do it and you want to use my platform, it's all yours. Alright. It's time for shit you may have missed. For those of you who are new to the program, this is where I go over a whole bunch of hot topics. Pop culture headlines. Relatively quick segments. Maybe a punchy joke or two. We'll see that what the hell happens here. So... I teased off the top of the show. Tracy Morgan, 
Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger had some news. Tracy Morgan has joined the sequel to the 1988 comedy classic Twins, replacing Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is kind of a hot commodity right now, so we had to withdraw from the project. But Arnold and Eddie Murphy have been working on this kind of project and kicking the, kicking it about for a number of years now. The idea of doing a sequel to Twins, where there is a tr- unknown triplet who was lost at birth, who's a black guy, who's this, that, the other thing, um, and uh, and damn if that doesn't sound funny to me. I mean. The idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and Tracy Morgan just talking. I would watch them just talk and have a conversation for an hour. Uh, But get the three of them acting in total ridiculous situations? Sign me up. I'm down. So, I don't know when it's coming out yet. It was just announced that Tracy Morgan's replacing Eddie Murphy. I am looking forward to this. This is going to be fantastic. I'll have to revisit Twins from 1988. I was four when it came out. Can't say I remember it too well. The latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, will be almost three hours in length, which means one thing. I'm not going to see it. Mm -mm. Nope. Anything longer than two hours gets a raised eyebrow from me. I wish I could do the eyebrow thing like The Rock, but I can't. But it gets a raised eyebrow from me. I just don't have that kind of attention span. I don't. Even movies I really want to watch. Like, I really want to watch The Irishman. I haven't yet. I hear it's like four hours long. I really love The Godfather. In in Scarface. I've seen those movies a couple times each. It's just too long. I had to stop watching the Harry Potter movies because they were too long. I don't have the attention span for it. Things I want to see. So... Sorry, James Bond. I'm out. Jeopardy news. (laughs) I don't even know if you people like it when I drop Jeopardy news. But uh, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. So, we've been following this saga very closely on the show. Mike Richards is out. They announced that Mayim Balak and Ken Jennings will take over kind of co-host roles uh, and they have confirmed that those two will be in place until the end of the year not the end of the season just the end of the year so for the remainder of 2021 Balak and Jennings are going to bounce around and uh, fill in all the spots and then hopefully by 2022 they've made the decision they are not going to make this next decision a very public one they're going to keep it close to the vest I imagine because of this shit show that happened after Alex's death. The poor guy had stage 9 cancer, or 4 cancer, whatever it is, um, for several years. You think they would have planned this out a little bit better? For the record, I gotta believe it's Jennings to lose at this point. As soon as the whole disaster went with Mike Richards, I have to assume that it's just a matter of negotiating the dollar value. And if I'm Jennings' agent, I'm just demanding a blank check to end this process and let him take over the host. He wasn't the best, but he's certainly a safe choice at this point. 
we're gonna go with some some uplifting news followed by some sad news so uh jeff bridges the dude uh announced that he uh battled covid while (laughs) battling cancer uh thankfully cancer's in remission now and he's on the other side of the worst of covid um but god damn jeff bridges uh look i i love the big lebowski it's a it's one of my guilty pleasures and i saw it way too late in life but i uh i eventually sat down and watched it and at first i liked it i didn't really love it but for some reason i was drawn to watching it again and then by the second time i was like i get it i get what everyone loves about this movie now it's my now it's my comfort movie if i'm having a bad day or if had a rough week or month or something like that if i turn on the big lebowski bowl of popcorn love it so the dude uh i'm glad to hear he's okay glad to hear he's doing well and uh you know i'm not really a god bless kind of guy but god bless jeff bridges and finally um tragic news this week in the comedy world in the passing of norm Macdonald. After he had uh, been secretly battling cancer for nine years, which is why I think I just said stage nine cancer. Uh, He'd been battling cancer for nine years in secret, still doing shows, still hitting the clubs. Um, And, uh, you know, before I was that nerd dad, I used to run a website, a blog called Idolizing Clowns. And uh, that was my passion. That's, I mean, still is my passion. Uh, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian, as I've said many times on this show. And as a result, I have become a student of comedy and comedy history. And with Idolizing Clowns, I, I, I often wrote about my heroes and, uh, and their place in history within the comedy world and and the inspiration that they provided to many people and and the outpouring of clips this week uh from norm Macdonald, uh where was really something else and something special to behold so uh if you haven't seen them all already check them out the most common popular ones that i've seen going around are uh, norm Macdonald telling the moth joke so good check him out on the bob saget roast uh he he bombs for eight minutes straight for strictly the amusement of the other comedians it is so bad it is so funny and uh watch him on conan o'brien's last show as the tonight show host where he brought Conan a delayed congratulations gift basket. And there's also a really sweet clip of Seth Meyers um, talking about his how he inspired his version of the Weekend Update when he was on SNL and how he had to be cognizant of not doing a Norm MacDonald impression all the time. So uh, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. The world's a, a lot less funny now, but uh, 
the people he's inspired, it's going to carry on for generations. That's it. It's the show. I'm going to end on a death, I know. But Norm MacDonald, legend, icon, someone I certainly grew up uh, respecting and, and, and loving for a lot of, for maybe a, a loose interpretation of the word, but uh, that's it. Hope you've been well. I really do. I mean that. Um, the people I haven't met through this are like family to me. And they're my, uh, you guys are my, my little crew. And I appreciate it. Uh, I will say I have started on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now, guys. Got convinced to do TikTok. And I'm starting to try and think like a TikToker. Which is just the dumbest sentence. Uh, but I am putting up some creative shit now there. So look out for that. Follow me on TikTok. That Nerd Dad Podcast. And of course you can hit me on all my socials. At That Nerd Dad. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What the hell else am I doing here? I think I've said them all. Uh, but TikTok's the big one now. And honestly, I'm still really pissed off with Instagram. <laughs> so... I think I'm going to shift my focus away from Twitter or uh, from Instagram and Facebook a little bit and move more towards Twitter and TikTok and of course YouTube. Uh, the visual, the, the 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 you know the mediums that I enjoy and I, I I like interacting with and there's a lot more communication with um with individuals. I find it much more expressive and and just a, a better experience as a social media user so long way of saying fuck instagram <laughs> so we're gonna end the show uh with my son's voice but i'm gonna try it in a slightly different manner so i hope this works if it doesn't work i'll know for next week and i can try something new have a great weekend everyone Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. Thanks for listening. Did it work? God, I hope it worked. We'll talk to you next week. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.